Good morning. I also say Happy New Year to those that I've not spoken to yet this year. Journeys. I don't know how you feel about going on a, a long distance trip. I must admit, even before COVID, I was not the greatest traveller. It's not that I don't want to go travelling, and it's, I don't have any fear of flying, but the longer the journey was going to be, or is, and the further I'm going, the more apprehensive I get. Even though I know when I get there, I'm going to enjoy seeing the people I'm going to see, I'm going to enjoy seeing new places, I still get apprehensive. And I can even look up on the internet now where I'm going. I can look at Google Earth and see exactly the spot that I'm going to go to. I can look up the customs and the cultures. I can then do my TripAdvisor reviews so I know what to expect, but I still get anxious. Now, maybe you can't relate to that at all. Maybe you love traveling and just get very excited by it. Or maybe you're a bit like me. Maybe you like the thought of going on plane journeys and train journeys when you can actually find one that's going. And maybe it's all exciting to you. But whether you're an intrepid traveler or whether you're a bit more like me, we're all more informed than the Magi were. They just traveled, apparently, by the direction of stars. So presumably they were traveling mainly at night. And they were going to a foreign land, foreign in terms of custom, culture, religion, government. And simply because they, they believed that someone special was going to be born in that country. Now we actually know very little about these visitors, these magi. We're not exactly sure where they came from. Traditionally, we think it's probably Persia, Iran, but apparently the gifts that they gave suggest it may have been from the Arabian Peninsula. So that's more like Saudi Arabia and that area that goes right down to Yemen, Kuwait, Oman. We don't really know. We don't know exactly how many there were. We think there were three because there were three gifts, but we don't know. We don't even know if they were all men. We assume they were. Maybe there were some women there. Maybe there were 50 of them. Maybe there were five of them. We don't know. We don't know what they were called. Tradition has given them names, but we don't actually know their names. The Bible doesn't give them names. And we don't exactly know when they came. Because by this time it says um, they, that Mary and Jesus were in a house and he's a child. So we're not sure at the exact time. But we do know they seem to have been astronomers. And... We don't exactly know what they saw in the sky. It may have been a strange star or planet or comet, or it could be an alignment of a few of the planets together. But they saw something that they thought meant that something special was going to happen. And for them, it meant that a king of the Jews was going to be born. Now, apparently, the term magi referred then to someone, it was something to do with magic. It was about people being skilled in philosophy, medicine, natural science, and who were known for interpreting dreams, being quite holy and wise. And they were obviously educated, and they, they must have been wealthy to have brought the gifts that they brought. And they were most likely Gentiles. They don't seem to have known the Jewish scriptures. They didn't know that the baby was due to be born in Bethlehem. 
So presumably they were the first Gentiles to actually see Jesus. So their understanding of the Jewish religion was quite limited. They probably didn't really know what they were going to see, what to expect, but they just traveled. And they traveled expecting to worship this baby or this child, this person, when they eventually got wherever this star took them. It was quite a thing to just set out. And understandably, because they thought they were going to find a king, they went to a palace. Now, any of you who are following the um, Church of England Advent readings will have read um, Stephen Cottrell, the Archbishop of York's um, thoughts on the, the, the wise men and exactly how wise they were, because they seemed to have followed this star until they almost got to the end of their journey, and then they started following their own wisdom, and they thought, ah, we're getting near Jerusalem, there's a palace there, let's go and find a king. They stopped following the star, they were following their, their own understanding, which is so easy to do. And they put their, their trust in their own um, thoughts, their own working out, and they arrived at this Herod's palace, which could have been an absolute disaster. Because as we, we know from later readings, Herod had no intention of going to worship this baby. He actually then um, brought about the massacre of children and infants under the age of two. So if the Magi had not listened to their, their dream and gone back by a different route, if Joseph hadn't listened to his dream and taken Jesus to Egypt and, and away from, the, from Bethlehem, this could have had a completely different outcome. So they were actually putting Jesus in jeopardy by going on their own thoughts. And the Archbishop concludes that following Jesus isn't easy. We often bright lights in our own ideas, do entice us, and we go off and do our own thing. And we can end up finding the wrong things in the wrong places. Because I'm sure the last thing, well, I, I imagine the last thing that the Magi were expecting was to turn up in a humble home of a carpenter. And yet it didn't daunt them. They came prepared for the unexpected and to, to see something that was different. And they just came and they worshipped. And I think with the Magi, we often focus on the gifts. We often, um, you know, we talk about the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh. But actually, the first thing they did was worship. And then they give their gifts, which would have been the traditional thing to do if you were visiting a king at that time, you take gifts. So they brought their gifts. And, and, and now, even to this day, we, are, we remember them. Every, every year, we remember them coming from the, from the east, bringing their gifts and worshipping. But we tend to forget the worshipping part. And they go. We never hear of them again. I mean, some commentaries I read suggested that there was a, a general expectation at this time that something was going to happen, some important person was going to be born. And this wasn't just amongst the Jews who were looking for a Messiah. Apparently other cultures at that time were expecting someone special. And so it seems strange that they would just come and worship. If they thought this was someone so special, why didn't they want to stay in touch? Why didn't they want to stay around and see what happened? But the thing is, they came to worship. I mean, I was thinking, why didn't they even want to invest a bit more in Jesus? If they found this supposed king in a humble little house, why didn't they want to invest in his education a bit? But no, they just wanted to worship him, and then off they went. 
simply because they could, simply because they'd found the thing that they, the person that they came looking for. Often we get caught up thinking about um, the, these gifts, and I've, one of the commentaries said, or well, maybe the gifts then helped them in their flight to Egypt. Maybe it was important they had gold so they could pay, pay their way, but that's not what the Bible says. I think just to stick to the simple element that they came, and they didn't necessarily come to achieve anything. I think we get very caught up with um, our goals and our achievements and um, the what we're going to do in the 2023, our New Year's resolutions. But this is just simply about being, which I think is something we often overlook. So as you start 2023, I wonder what your journeys look like, the journeys that you've got ahead of you. Maybe you know some of the routes that you're going to have to take. And maybe some of them are not very pleasant. Maybe you know you're going to have to make decisions that are not pleasant. Maybe you know you've got to go to a hospital for treatment. It's not something, it's not a journey you particularly want to have to do. Or maybe you've got other things that are going on. Maybe you've got the excitement of a new relationship or a new home or a new job. Maybe you've got other things. Your journey is going to take you in a different direction. But there'll still be moments of anxiety and where you have to make decisions on that journey. Now, I started the new year with my foot up on a, a, a pillow with my foot in absolute agony. And for someone who spends most of their spare time walking, this was a bit of a disaster. And I, but I, was let, I couldn't go out and do the things I'd normally want to do. I was sat just thinking, preparing this talk, thinking, I don't know what this journey means for me. I don't know. I, I still don't know exactly what's going on with my foot. But I do know who I'm journeying with whatever this year brings. And a bit like Danielle, we're going to be helping um, Graham's father. He um, wants to move somewhere where he gets more care. Now, that's a journey that's right for his state of life, but that is full of questions at the moment. It's a journey that we want to take so that it goes well for him. So as we come into this new year, I think it's good if we commit ourselves to trying to follow the right star. And, of course, God's given us um, a brain and we have our own wisdom. We know, do not know ourselves to a certain extent. But as, we, as we've heard, prayer is powerful. We want to keep in touch with God in prayer so that we are following his way and he can guide our thoughts and guide our decisions. And some of the journeys that we will take as we... Um, We'll be not just in our own journeys, but they'll be accompanying other people. Maybe it's just short journeys, like helping Brian back to his flat, or maybe it'll be a journey of helping someone move, but we want to be with people in that. Or maybe it's a longer journey. Maybe it's the journey of faith. Maybe this year you're thinking you really want to see where your faith can grow, and that's a longer journey. And walking alongside people exploring faith or or in new, new relationships, new families. That's in for the long haul. There'll be ups and downs in that. We want to journey alongside one another and with God. And as we can see with the Magi, our journeys won't necessarily take us to the place that we expect. So we need to be open to God wanting to take us to places that we hadn't necessarily thought of. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. 
Maybe our journeys will take us to places of worship, of being still, just of beholding who we are in Christ. Or maybe this year for you just feels like the same old, same old. You've no expectation. And you listen to the news and you think, oh, how bad's this year going to get? But I think it's easy to get borne down just by the negativity of, of just what is out in the world at the moment. And sometimes God just wants to surprise us. I know in 2019, going into 2020, none of us expected quite what the pandemic gave to us. That was not a surprise. We particularly wanted and wouldn't want to go through again. And we're still, we're still living with it. But there's things that came out of that. I know for one, I, I don't um, regret the fact that I now know my neighbourhood so much better. I now know the green spaces around here so much better. And I don't regret the fact that my family got into using technology to communicate better and that while we're now in touch more, we kept up our regular Zoom chats. And I'm, I'm glad about that. That was something that was positive that came out of that. And in 2010, going back much further, 2010, going into 2011, I was, I was single and I was away with a group of friends celebrating New Year and we'd been walking and we had, we had a great New Year. We saw the New Year in having the, not having any idea what 2011 was going to bring, but relatively happy. But I, I knew, this statistic I'd been given, that if you, um, if you reached 40 as a woman then you were more likely to be hit by a terrorist bomb than to marry for the first time. <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, so that's my lot in life. That's fine. I had a good life. I was quite happy enough. So, okay, there's my chances gone. Anyway, February 2011, I went on another walk, another group of people, and I met this chap called Graham. My journey that year took a completely different route than what I was expecting. And in February this year, we celebrate our 10th wedding anniversary. You don't know what this year is going to bring. It's not always doom and gloom. And we can just have that expectation that it's going to be bad because we've had so much bad stuff in the news. We just don't know. Maybe this year is going to be a year of turnaround for you. And some, maybe you can think of years which were years of turnaround. Some of them were not so good. Some of them, you know, you wanted to embrace. They've been great when we're all on journeys of faith. And the one that we worship is both a brother and a king. And maybe this year you need to know more of Jesus, that brother and friend who's alongside you. Or maybe you want to become more into a, a sense of awe and wonder at Christ the king, the saviour, the almighty one. I don't know where God wants to take you this year, but I know he's got more for us. And it was to the latter that the Magi travelled, and they just simply came and were there in his presence. I looked up the word journey while I was sitting with my foot up on the pillow and had a look at just what, where it's used throughout the Bible. And it gave me a few different pointers. There is no, they're in no particular order but just, just things to remember as we journey along into 2023. God does give us stars or signs to guide us. Now, there might not be a big star like the one over Bethlehem, 
Um, there might not be a, a big pillar of, um, of a cloud or a flame, but he, he does give us signs when we're not sure where to go. It might be in a dream like the Magi um, and Joseph had, or it can be something much more subtle. It might just be a conversation you have with someone that gets you thinking in a chain of thought that has quite significant um, consequences for you. It might be something you, you hear on the radio or read in a magazine. But God can just prompt us. I think it's being open that's the key thing. He does give us signs and does guide us. And he will be with us. No matter whether this is a, a real rocky, stony journey for you this year, or whether it's smooth and you feel like you're just going along, along a beach and it's all wonderful, God will be there with you. He promised us that. Promised never to leave us or forsake us, and never to, to give up on that work that he started in each one of us. He didn't just lead the people in the Bible, he leads us as well. And if we're not sure of the direction, then we can just pray. Now, I don't know how much praying the Magi did, but we do know from our, our Bibles how much Jesus recommended prayer. And we know from the sharings today how much prayer is important. And we can use our own um, ideas and come to God and just say, will you direct me in this? And then just listen. And he will show us the way, I mean, but it might mean we have to take a step before he shows us exactly which door we're going to open. But if we don't take that step, we just end up in the same spot. So we need to have a bit of courage to step out. And Jesus did encourage his followers to withdraw and just listen. And he gave them the Lord's Prayer, which is a prayer that we tend to say so much, it just becomes a bit routine, but it's full of ways of communicating with God. You've got the worship, hallowed be your name. You've got confession, forgive us our sins. You've got supplication, lead us not in temptation, into temptation, deliver us from evil. It's all there. We don't have to come up, as I said before, we don't have to come up with, with fancy ways of communicating with God. He's given them to us. And Jesus might have finished his journey on earth, but he will return and he has given us our bag of gifts and talents to use. I wonder how he wants to use your gifts and talents this year. I did um, a retirement course with seven of us last year, and that was encouraging us to look at our time and our talents and how we might use them during retirement. And it, you know, it said very, very much that um, retirement is not a vacation, it's a vocation, which is, was absolutely true. But that's, you know, our whole life of faith is a vocation. And, and we realize that wherever we are in our retirement, things will change. We're not, it's not going to be a static situation. I am a retired or semi-retired person. It's going to change. And that's for all of us. Our lives are not going to be static. We, and we want to change and embrace that with God as we go into 2023. And your journey might not take you where you expect it to. Even Paul, who wrote all his um, letters, built up the church all across Europe, he often set out in a journey thinking he was going to one place and ended up going somewhere else. But God still used him. It's about the journey as much as the destination. There's a proverb that says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. We can work with God in that. And sometimes all there will be to do is just to bow down and worship. 
You don't have to do anything more than that. Just acknowledge where we are and who we are. I think it's important this year that we simply take time to be. And I wanted to end um, today to actually encourage encourage us to chat to the people that we're um, around at the moment and just have, you only have to share what you're happy to share, but think of what 2023, the journeys you're likely to be taking this year. So maybe in twos, threes, fours, just have a, a, a chat with one another. Then if you have time and you're able, maybe one of you can pray over all of you for the journeys you're going to take into this next year. And I'll, I'll just finish for the prayer before we do that, and then I'll, I'll bring all our prayers together at the end. But Lord, I just pray for each one of us here that we, we, we want to journey with you. And I just pray, Lord, that you will help us to see where you're leading us this year and who you want us to be. And I just pray for our conversations now that we will be a help and an encouragement to one another and that you will just bring your spirit to flow through this church now in the name of Jesus. Amen. So twos, threes, fours, just have a little chat with those around you. Share what you're comfortable sharing and if you can, just pray together. If you'd like to just um, end your conversations, prayers, I'll just say a a prayer for us and then I'll hand back over to Graham and Alan. Father God, I just thank you that um, we were able to to share with one another uh, the journeys that we have ahead of us, um, that some known, some unknown, and I just pray that we will all be in this together with one another, walking alongside one another and, most importantly, just coming before you as we journey together into 2023. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, whether you were uh, talking with uh, people and praying with people, or whether you were just thinking about your journey on your own quietly, uh, we, uh, we trust that the Lord will lead us forward. So um, we're going to have our final song now. I just remind you that tea and coffee will be served after the service and do please introduce yourselves to us as as you leave if you're new and may God's blessing be on us we pray in Jesus name. Amen. Please would you stand?